Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Awaken Together podcast. I am Jen, and today it's going to be me and a very special guest, Kate Kettlecamp. And we are going to be unpacking a topic that we get asked about, I feel like, all the time on this podcast. So we are going to be discussing astrocartography. And Kate is an expert astrologer and focuses in on astrocartography. She is also a PhD candidate for philosophy, cosmology, and consciousness. So vibey. Welcome, Kate. Thank you, Jen. Thanks so much for having me. Oh my gosh. This is a subject matter that I have wanted to be able to pick someone's brain on even deeper because it continuously blows my mind. Astrology, I think, as you know, as someone who is also an astrologer, it just continues to like mystify and like deepen your trust in the universe, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Uh, I think that the synchronicities of seeing narrative in your life and correlations spark a sense of wonder and excitement that is unparalleled. Unparalleled. It's every single time I do a chart reading, I feel like I'm even deeper, just like, oh my gosh, this is so, so cool. And We've done other episodes on astrology and we've kind of talked out like it's not even necessarily you have to believe in astrology or not. It's it's simply its own kind of form of science of looking at these patterns and just way things present and then how it kind of trickles over into the presentation of a person and how they live their life. And it just endlessly amazes me. <laughs> Me too. And I think that you really don't even need to believe in the reality of it to experience the benefits of it. So true. So true. Yeah. And so astrocartography, I want you to kind of talk that out with us and share just, um, yeah, what it is and how you found that. Yeah. So astrocartography always, as soon as I came on my radar, I was immediately intrigued because it was introduced to me as a way to find the best place to live, the best places to travel. And I originally was extremely skeptical because it's your chart um, superimposed on a map and based on the way that your chart would change as a relocated chart, all that to say just that it could make any difference at all. Things that you felt in a certain city was mind blowing to me. But as I checked my own lines and found uh, just amazing correlations, I started to really believe in in the power of astrocartography and since then working with other people doing readings and hearing such amazing stories uh, I've fully come to to believe in uh, the correlations that we see with the map and the lines and the charts Mm, yes, I came at it. I want to share a little bit of how I found this, which I've shared on this podcast once before, but I like you was 
so skeptical. I was like, okay, like astrology is already amazing me and it's really cool. But to say it has like locations, like I think we're stretching it a little bit. Like there's no way, you know, <laughs> like this seems like a little bit of a stretch. And then I was like, well, I'll look at my chart and just kind of see. And immediately I had like goosebumps because I was so shocked that my husband's chart and my chart, I had them both pulled up and my Venus line, Venus is the planet of love. My Venus went right through New London, Connecticut, where my husband was born. And his Venus line went right through Daytona Beach, where I was born. And then the other like wild thing, just initially just knowing kind of the influences of the planets, Jupiter went right through Huntington, West Virginia, which is just such a, just a particular spot to have the line going through. And that is where my husband was living when I met him. Um, and it's just, I was like, okay, it, you have my attention, astrocartography. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. share, yeah, share some of what you saw in your own chart too. I would love to hear. I love that. I feel like, especially when it comes to relationship, that feels like such a meant to be feeling. <laughs> And I, it's so funny that you had that experience because that was really the kicker for me as well as I moved to Denver, which happens to be on my Venus line mm. and met my boyfriend. And then when I checked his chart, seeing that his ran through Illinois, which is where I'm from. Wow. Um, so that's always like a good little wink from the universe that like something bigger is happening. Absolutely. Um, but yeah. yeah, that's exactly what I think initially I was intrigued because I do feel like Denver has really embodied Venus in so many ways for me and the way that Venus operates in my chart, um, which has a broad range of manifestations. I feel like I've felt a lot of those different manifestations here in Denver. Mm. I love that. I want to hear so much more of kind of like personal influence, but just for the listeners, can you give us a little, just the quickest summary of some of the lines like energy? So just going through like some of the planets, just so if someone's pulling up their astro cartography chart, which obviously a reading is highly encouraged here <laughs> so that you can unpack it. But what are some of the like general influences you see most? commonly with different lines. Yeah, absolutely. I think people, you know, everyone's always intrigued by Venus. They want to live on their Venus line because some of the manifestations of Venus are love and relationships. Uh, and I have known people to go to their Venus line looking for love, but Venus is also beauty and finances and uh, more than just love and relationships, but those are the main things that come up with the Venus line. Sun line, sun is the ego, the essence, the self. They say the sun line is good to travel to uh, or live on if you want to tap into the self and to who you are, uh, maybe where you feel most like you can be. Yourself is the sun line. The moon line in a similar but different way is more feminine energy. It's home. It's uh, the mother, sister, and the moon. People say that line offers a lot of comfortability 
And so some people travel to their moon line for emotional experiences or for a feeling of coming back home in some way. Mars, Mars line is interesting. Uh, It's Mars's drive, ambition, passion. Uh, Mars line can be very activating in a range of ways from encouraging you in your, in your drive, as well as sometimes people say the Mars line has brought up conflict or uh, I knew someone who lived on their Mars line for a year and went through a breakup and they really related that to like some extreme conflict in their relationship. So Mars is definitely multifaceted as all the planets are. Mercury is the planet of communication and Mercury is a great line to live on for work or to travel to. Uh, I had a, a, one of the lines that most convinced me that it was valid in my own experience is Mercury because I have Mercury running straight through the town that my school is in, San Francisco. And it's funny because my school's virtual and it's cool because you don't even have to be on the line to be Mm -hmm. receiving the energy and the connection to that line's energy, which I think is neat. Um, Same with relationships. Like if you know someone who lives on your Venus line, that's another way of interacting with that Venus energy. Um, so that's Mercury. Uh, which ones are we missing? Jupiter, Saturn, Jupiter, Saturn, (laughs) Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto. Um, so working towards the outer planets, Jupiter is the luck line as they call it people. That's one of the more favorable lines to live on. Uh, and Jupiter is luck, abundance, uh, positive experiences, faith and optimism. Saturn is a line that people typically do not seek out, but Saturn is our challenges, our karma, our lessons, our growth and maturation. And I will say that I've had very positive experiences traveling to Saturn. I don't think I've ever lived on Saturn. So I guess I'll say it while we're (laughs) on it. So Denver is my Saturn line. And I think about this like often because obviously I believe in the influences of these things a lot because of how it's, yeah, how accurate it is for me finding like my partner and just, yeah, wild stuff. But I will say for me, it's this is another thing where I think knowing your own personal chart can be so important because I have so much air in my chart and can be Mm -hmm. uh, all over the place. Like I just have very excitable energy, which can go a little unhinged, I think, at times. So for me, Saturn being here in Denver, I have gotten in like the best shape of my life. I have like the most perfect routine that's like I can't break it. Like it's what the energy it used to take to like cultivate a routine was like next level. And here it's just so natural to Mm -hmm. stay in a like workout routine to go into stuff. And it's funny because Saturn is in my house of health. So it's just funny how it kind of connects and plays out. But that line, you know, they say can age you really quickly and you can, (laughs) I can tell that I'm more rigid, but in some ways I so value that because it can be so 
um, yeah, unhinged is the best word that's coming to mind when I'm elsewhere. <laughs> so. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I love to hear positive Saturn stories. Uh, I, I do love Saturn. I actually named my business after Saturn. Kronos is Saturn. So definitely here for, for positive Saturn. (laughs) Sometimes we need to be, you know, like disciplined a little bit, you know, it's good. Right. Right. (laughs) It's true. And I think that even in times that I've traveled to my Saturn line, I've had more serious experiences there. Yeah. Um, But very formative in that way. Yeah. A lot of growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then for the three outer, like Pluto, Neptune, Uranus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are some of your takes on those? So for, I'm curious what you would say about Uranus, because I know that Uranus is a little bit of a wild card. Yeah. Um, I know people that have had really amazing experiences on Uranus line and also not the best experiences. Uranus is breakthrough, change, transformation. Uh, I typically associate the planet with a a feeling of erraticness Mm -hmm. Um, and definitely Prometheus, like stealing fire from the gods, Mm -hmm. like having that energy of, uh, of transformation and rebellion. Yeah, I have actually never been under that line for myself, but I definitely know some of these outer planets, like it's definitely, I think matters how it hits in your chart, but I've also seen kind of a mix. Like I know Neptune line mm-hmm. can be really dreamy, really enhanced kind of like that spiritual essence, but can also make you so delusional. I have... Yeah friends that have lived under their Neptune line, like have these crazy dreams, feel really ungrounded. But then Mm -hmm. some people can really need that energy, you know, to take different steps. So yeah, it's fascinating. Exactly. And that's, I always ask like before an astrocartography of what energy are you looking for right now? Mm. Uh, Because a lot of times people will be like, where should I go? Where should I live? And I, you know, you wish that it would be so simple as that to, to pick, but usually it's like, you get a little bit of a combo of lines. It's activating different things in the chart and it does become complex very quickly, how things might affect you. And then also with that original question of what, you know, what do you want to embody right now? What are you looking to tap into? Right. Yeah. So such a good point. And it's so true. And I go ahead and give us Pluto and then we can circle back because I have a few things I want to say about what you shared too. But let's wrap up that other planet because Pluto is also a kicker. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I have some weird affinity for Pluto. So I'm always pro Pluto. But yeah, Pluto can be extremely intense, uh, rules, archetypes of death and rebirth. Uh, similar to what we think of when we think of Scorpio, of really deep subconscious subterranean themes can come up on that line. Mm, Awesome. Okay. Yeah. So I think I want to touch on the point that you said, because I think this is 
so important to realize too that this doesn't always have to be a guide for necessarily like moving. You know, it's definitely even considered like a travel suggestion or places you can go to like pick up extra energy. But I loved what you said that you don't always even have to go there to be interacting with the line. So an example of this is my sister. She is entrepreneur, has her own business. And she has her her planet of luck going through Portland, Oregon, and then has all of these clients that she gets through Portland when she lives in North Carolina. So it's really cool sometimes because this stuff can cosmically kind of play out without it having to necessarily even be fully intentional. It's almost just like getting to see like how the universe is teaching you stuff. It doesn't always have to necessarily demand action. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And I think that that's, it's such a good point because I know for me and for some other people, like there's always is that impending need for action in some way of Mm -hmm. how can I use this? Uh, And I think that it has a lot of uses, but it's also just a good reflection tool of I've even gone on trips and not looked at where, what lines were running through there. And then post trip in like a integration journaling phase, then would look and see, okay, like that actually brings a lot of context to my experience that uh, it was a Saturn Venus crossover there. Mm, Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I, so I did um, nomading for a whole year and I actually, yeah, wanted to get under so many lines and see what would happen. (laughs) I was wanting to channel that energy while I was traveling. And I just thought it was so funny. I went, Mars goes through California for me. And in that, like, I got in a huge, like, six-hour debate with one of my friend's husbands. And just, it was just so funny, like, to watch just (laughs) it happen, even with the knowledge of it. You still, you know, feel all this energy out of nowhere. And yeah, it's my connection to my Jupiter line is endlessly crazy. Like, my meeting, my husband was living there and I met him. I also just, the feeling I get there is just so, um, yeah, it's, I feel so trusting and such abundance just in my actual energy. So that has been such a positive line too. And I wanted to share one other story that I don't think I've shared on the podcast. That was so funny. I'll get a kick out of it. But I had, um, I do physical therapy, so I work with a lot of patients. And obviously, I get very excited when some of my patients are a little more in the spiritual world. And I had a patient who was in her late 70s, and she had been an astrologer and lived this very, like, kind of spiritual life path. And she told, she asked me one day, she's like, have you heard of astrocartography? And I was like, why? Of course I have. And she was like, well, let me tell you a story. And I was like, I love a story. And she shared that she had kind of been in this like marriage and just had this life that was very repetitive and uninspiring. And she just didn't really feel like she was living her most like authentic truth, but didn't really yeah, feel super inspired to change that. And then she said that she just had like this hunch that was so loud that she needed to travel to Ireland. Mm -hmm. And this is before she had 
entered astrology or anything spiritual. Her life was just not at that point yet. And she said she entered this church uh, in Ireland and she's like, and I got what I know now was my first download. She said, Mm -hmm. I had just this flash through of all of these like I had like a past life flashback, but then all of these realizations kind of just hit me all at once. And she said she divorced her husband, um, started changing her entire life path. And then she ended up getting into astrology down the line. And then once she found astrocartography, she checked that little place in Ireland and she had like so many lines going through that place. And she's like, it truly activated and changed everything for me. So that's such an empowering story for how these lines can also help you remember and get back to something that maybe your circumstances can be out of touch from, you know, being able to experience. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. That's, yeah, it's very cool to hear stories like that. And just to think that there's different places that could activate different things within it I think there's something that feels so hopeful about that too and that you know if you haven't ever had an experience where you are maybe you'll have a completely different experience somewhere else yeah yeah for you personally what would you say like which lines have you traveled under and what has been some of the takeaways now that you've kind of delved into this Mm. I think that I've been to every line at some point or another. Love that. (laughs) Yeah. I know some people, it just depends on how your chart is. Some people end up with a lot of lines in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. Uh (laughs) And then other people have a lot of truly accessible lines. Uh, said so I'm like past life in yeah. Uh, yeah an underwater realm. Got it. Right. right. <laughs> uh, crustacean maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> but yeah, I think, you know, and we didn't mention it earlier, but I also am really attracted to the Chiron line. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you work with Chiron uh, as well as the the nodes so yeah. the side yeah you want to share a little bit about that yeah so i like have specifically planned uh growth retreats like solo growth retreats around n- my north node and i feel like you know part of it is i'm going in with this expectation that that's what this is for and i think that there's something beautiful about that but then i think the other half of it is is there's a true activation there Mm. and something that like really has been awakened in me in the past that has been just completely life shifting on those lines. Yeah. I love that. Um, yeah. So the North node is kind of our like purpose and what our soul is here to unpack versus the South node. It can be like kind of pointing to our past past reincarnations, past lives, other energies that we've kind of worked with. And North Node is what we're working to in our in our birth chart. So it's cool to get to go under a line that can maybe help piece some of that, the missing links for your soul. So I love that. And that's a line I have not been under. And then Chiron is like our wounds that is something that we kind of have to work on befriending and 
Yeah, I don't think I've been under my Chiron line. Have you gotten to travel under that for your for yourself? Yeah, so my Chiron line does go through New York City. Mm. And that's really one of my favorite places that I've ever been to and when I my first impression on on seeing that line so close to there, I was uh, unsure of how that made sense because I thought, you know, I've only had really positive experiences there. Yeah. And my expectation was that the the Chiron line would be triggering in some way. But I think that on, on the flip side, I think it's just been really healing experiences yeah. where I felt really at home with myself in like a very deep way. And like Chiron bringing in that manifestation of healing, that's different from how I typically experience healing. Yeah. I love that. That's a really good positive take. And I, I think that that's important. Like even me mentioning my Saturn line is there can be lines that can you know, I think have more like negative um, reputation, but sometimes like, you know, too much good can also be a lot too, you know? So I think it's important because some of these lines can, yeah, once again, like help with an energy that maybe you're not accessing. So I love that take on Chiron too. Yeah. And that, you know, that goes I think as like an underlying astrological philosophy is that there's no good or bad planets there's no good or bad places everything you know presents novelty in some way or another and our experiences and relationships to to the planets are ever-changing and evolving absolutely so well said So I have another technical question I'd love to hear from you is, you know, when you pull up your astrocartography chart and you see like the ascendant line, so A, C, D, C, M, C, I, C, can you share a little bit about how you just, you interpret that a little bit or if you put more emphasis on one thing versus the other? Yeah, definitely. I think that the... It, this is where it becomes so helpful to have a picture of your chart in your mind when you're looking at the map uh, and just an understanding of your own ascendant and setting and ICMC and the way that those operate. But just generally, the ascendant is the self, the body, your orientation in the world. And the ascendant line is going to highlight you in some way. Uh, the DC, the setting is the place where the sun dips beneath the horizon. And there's something of an energetic exchange there of the other person. It deals with the seventh house. So typically that's a more relational line about significant other people in the life. Uh, And then with the MC, MC is the midheaven. It's the highest point in the sky, highest point in your chart. And the MC highlights the way you're seen in the world as if you were on display. So that sometimes brings in themes of career and how you're seen uh, in, in networks of people in that way. And then with the IC, IC is the very bottom of your chart. I think it's the most personal, the most private foundational. Uh, and so sometimes it brings up 
themes of, of home and foundations and the very depths of you in some way. Mm. So that's generally how I see those. I love that. Your experiences with them. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I love that. And yeah, it's cool. Cause that Jupiter line for me, which went through Huntington where my husband was living, that was my descendant line. So the example is, sense. you know, that it's, it was a Jupiter DC line. So I'm getting all this like luck and abundance, but it also points to relationships. So it makes so much sense that my husband was there when we were talking and we were pen pals for like six years and then getting to live under that line. It was, yeah, it was a whole day different experience. I was entering a world that was very different than my own, but still very, it was, yeah, there were so many cool takeaways from that. So yeah, Mm -hmm. that's just an example. And I think it's so cool to kind of break that down. And it's definitely where I think a reading can help because I think when you pull up, if you've never seen your astro cartography chart, like it looks crazy. (laughs) (laughs) to unpack, but there is a whole little language in there, but I think having someone kind of walk you through can be so helpful too. So yeah, definitely. And I think that I always start astrocartography readings with first looking at the birth chart itself, because if you have a certain relationship with a planet in your chart, that really influences the way you experience it on that line. In my experience of, you know, maybe somebody who has sun Jupiter in their chart has such a different experience on their sun line than someone that has sun Saturn in their chart. So it is, it is nuanced. And I think that the more you understand your chart itself, the more you understand the map. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah, give us what your big three is. I always love uh, hearing that with astrology too. Yeah. So I'm a Libra sun, a Virgo rising and a Taurus moon. I love that. So yeah, any, any fun takeaways that you've noticed from your personal charts and then astrocartography, like any influence that you have felt like uh, like just any story about how that's been enhanced when you've traveled somewhere? Yes, I have a very good example of that. So specifically Denver, it is my Venus line. And I think that this is like a classic uh, example of how something can be extremely multifaceted. So I did move here. Uh, I did fall in love here on my Venus line. I happen to have Venus and Scorpio in my chart and Scorpio, uh, for those of you who aren't familiar, is a very dark energy, a very intense energy. It's Mars ruled. And so my Venus operates in a very Scorpio way. Uh, my boyfriend has six planets in Scorpio. Wow. And- <laughs> I love that. Yeah, we started dating in Scorpio season and so the good. list goes on and on, but It's been an extremely scorpionic experience here. So even though, you know, in your mind, it might be like, oh, Venus, love and relationships. It's like, well, where's your Venus? Like, how intense is it? Because I would say that that has been Denver for me. Uh, Venus also relates to sisters. And my sister recently moved out here, which is fun and was unexpected. But I feel like is a good manifestation of Venus popping up. Uh, And my Venus line also happens to run through Italy. 
and I was there last year and my sister just happened to be in Europe at the same time and came to Italy. So it's kind of fun. I'm like, wherever I go, if my Venus line is there, I know my sister will be there at some point. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, the Scorpio has been intense and I have made so many friends here and also Scorpio being death and rebirth have lost friends here um, and experienced a lot of the the activation of that Venus and Scorpio in my chart. And so it's definitely been multifaceted. Yeah, you have experience. faced your shadows, I uh-huh. guarantee. <laughs> so many shadows here. Yes. Meanwhile, I'm going to the gym a ton of times with my Saturn influence. (laughs) You're kind of evangelizing me towards a Saturn line. (laughs) It's really intense. I'm like, you know, I need to remember life doesn't have to be so serious. Like I really have to actively remind myself of that because it's really easy to fall into like just a deep connection with my to-do list and just like, yes, mm-hmm. yes, good, let's go. But the hustle, like it can't, that's not healthy all the time. So I really have to pull back that influence and like, remember the, the version of you also that like had a lot of trouble with this, but also was very important. Like we don't have to be on our A game all the time, right. Saturn, mm-hmm. but I feel that. <laughs> And where does Saturn fall in your chart? So it's in Aquarius, but it's in my sixth house. So obviously that kind of like amplifies kind of Virgo energy for me too. So and I'm a Virgo rising and it's, and I have a Virgo Jupiter. So it definitely enhances the intensity of that. So it's an example, but then I also have a Gemini stellium for Gemini placements, which just gives, yeah, the thinking is endless and you can get so distracted in like social stuff. Like I found in other lines, like living under the Jupiter line, for example, I can get so lost in social stuff that I can't even figure out where I start and I'm having a blast but there is like so little groundedness (laughs) so it's yeah it's so interesting I have had like fears sometimes about like fully planting under my Saturn line for the long haul but me and my Mm -hmm. husband definitely like love to travel and venture out and I think it's a really good balance for me to kind of like travel more often when I'm under a line that's kind of like putting a little bit more discipline in place Mm -hmm. you know yeah, absolutely. I love the idea of Saturn as a, a home base. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my my office of productivity. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, this and- is like so, so, so cool to hear more about. And I would love to, yeah, I would love for you to share with our listeners just how they can support you, how to find you and like what you even offer for readings. Yeah, so I do offer astrocartography readings as well as birth chart readings and Venus readings and entrepreneur readings. Any kind of reading you want, if you don't see it on my site, just message me about it. We'll invent it together. Um, I love giving readings and I do have an office at Nurture. And my Instagram is at Chronos Astrology with a K. 
Awesome. So cool. And we will definitely put a picture up when this episode is out with the chart so you guys can see kind of what it looks like and yeah, start to delve into this like deeper connection with the universe. It's another tool for your toolbox that I think can just, yeah, really lead to the deep trust and connection that this spiritual journey is all about. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Well, I so appreciate you coming on and talking this out with us. Definitely go support Kate and we will see you next time. Thank you. Thanks, Jen. Bye.